Did your heart just beat? Okay, then praise God. Join us in prayer and fellowship in the name of Jesus. We would love to pray with you and for you in faith. God is an amazing God. His word lasts forever, and I believe you will be blessed as we all fellowship in the name of Jesus Christ. I call this finding the joy in it. This will be a four-part series of joy on the book of Philippians. You know, there's four chapters in the book of Philippians. I'm going to break down Philippians chapter 1. Um... And we can just get into it. Talking about joy. So Philippians chapter one, um, the word happiness makes us think about things like opening presents on uh, on Christmas morning or like maybe taking a vacation in an exotic island. We all want to be happy. But if our happiness depends on our circumstances, then we are kind of messed up. See what happens when things get when we what happens when the things we gather fades away like the toys that we buy cars jewelry clothes whatever the case may be loved ones pass away the money we made from working or investments is gone our health deteriorates then what we get miserable and die because we we're we're not irrelevant anymore I mean that that's a worldly view but joy and happiness is in Christ. Think about this. Paul had joy and he was locked up in prison. I believe his thought was while he was locked up, you can have me physically in chains, but you can't have my mind in chains due to me knowing the life giver. So I want to do a four part. Like I said, I want to do a four part breakdown um, of Philippians because each chapter is very different. But all of the books, all of the chapters, I'm sorry, points back to joy, I feel. Um, the backdrop, so I'll give you the backdrop. The backdrop to uh, Philippians is, uh, you know, Paul and his team planted a church in Philippi, you know, on his second mission trip. And, you know, that is established, you know, that's talked about back in the book of Acts chapter 16. You know, the church of Philippi was the first church established in the European continent. Paul was in prison when he wrote, uh, you know, this thank you letter to the Philippians for the gift they sent to him. And he wanted to write to them to thank them and to encourage them in their faith. So, you know, that's a little backdrop on Philippians. Um, we'll get into chapter one. It starts out by saying the joy of suffering. Mm. When we when I think of the joy of suffering, I think of self-sacrifice. And then I think about how Christ suffered and died so we can have external joy, you know, joy on the outside and joy on the inside. Paul sacrificed himself for the work of the Lord and his ministry. He let nothing stop him from Christ being spread, not even prison. I mean, we, we read that because almost every book he's locked up in jail or in chains or something where he's writing. Um, you know, I, I think self-sacrifice gives us the power to put away the desire, our own desires, because just like what Jesus did, Christ gave up, Christ gave us his power to put our desires aside because he gave us the Holy Spirit as a comforter. 
But to use the power of the Lord, we must imitate Christ who showed him himself being, you know, basically self-denying everything for the help of others because he knew the father's strength was also within him. So if we are to look at Jesus as the standard, how can we be self-centered? You know, Jesus said, you know, look at me. I overcame everything. They hated me. So you will. You are in me. I am in you. So if Jesus is the standard, how can we be self-centered when Jesus was nothing but a giver? So we walk. So as we walk through Philippians chapter one um, and we look at joy and how joy can be received in suffering. Um, I like how Paul and he did not let nothing stop him in spreading the good news. I mean, look at verse six, starting out in chapter one. He said, be confident of this, that this is the meaning. The Lord who gave a good work in you will carry it out until the completion, even until the end of the day of Christ Jesus. Meaning God who started his work in us will make sure that he goes through he, that it goes through, you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't going to let it fail. And that's going to be over our whole entire lifetime. And then it will be complete when we meet him, whether we like it or not. His goal, his task for us will be complete once we meet him. So if we followed it, we'll get it well done. If we didn't follow it, it'll just be, hey, I didn't know you. So that's one thing we need to think about. And I know sometimes I feel as if I'm not making any progress in my spiritual life, my spiritual walk, or anything like that. But when God starts a project within me, he completes it. You know, he never fails at anything, and he cannot fail. So when he starts something, when he gets something going, it's it's me being self-centered or, you know, selfish, not doing, not following out his work that he put in me to do. And that's where we have to get rid of. And, and, and like I said, we, we can look at Paul. I mean, when we are frustrated or in distress, don't give up because God is using us for his glory. Think about that. We might get mad or irritated. See, this ain't working or anything else, but God gave it to us. He, he not like I said, he's not going to let us fail because everything is for his glory. It's amazing. You know what Paul went through to make sure that as many people knew Christ. I mean, look at even look, look at verse seven. He said, even in chains, which is, which he was talking about was probably in Acts, you know, when he faithfully preached for not letting nothing hinder him. He was in chains in Acts. That's when he wrote that letter to the Philippian church. That's where we get Philippians from. I mean, I mean, look at verse 12 through 14. Being locked up would cause me to to give up for real. But, you know, Paul saw it as a perfect time to spread the word of God. His current living situation wasn't important. What he did with his time was important. And so what, what did he do? You know, he, he started preaching to the Roman soldiers and the people who was also locked up and changed with him, he, you know, Gentiles, Jews, whoever was in prison, he, he started preaching to them. I imagine he said, it's my duty, whether I am free or in chains, regardless of my situation, everybody needs to hear the word of God. Everybody needs to hear the good news about Christ. And maybe these people in chains are, you know, at a higher probability of needing it more because they may be killed. So let me save some souls. I mean, that, that's real. I mean, you really didn't get out too much when you was in, in, in a Roman jail. So, I mean, you, you was killed. And so Paul started preaching to them, 
trying to save souls. I would imagine saving as many souls as he possibly can, spreading the good news for Jesus. I mean, we, we, we read about Paul and Paul lived faithfully in unfavorable situations because he had joy. And we should encourage others just like Paul did to live for Christ at all times. In verse 16, I see a strong mind that will not let chains break him. But instead, he looked at being in prison as a perfect opportunity by God. I am sure not just me, but a lot of us would have come would have become depressed, discouraged, um, would have fell into self-pity. Um, I mean, but but if your goal in life is to take every opportunity to seek joy and spread the gospel, no matter what situation we are in, we see Christ working and we read that time and time again throughout the Bible. How can we fall into a depression or get discouraged? God has us there for a reason in favorable situations and unfavorable situations. Job said, I am not without God. He, he didn't know why he was going through what he was going through, but he knew that God was still with him. And so in every situation, that's how we have to think about it. I know it's easier said than done, but Paul showed us how to do that. Look at verse 20 and 21. When I read these two, I look at, at how people don't believe in Jesus, how it's natural for them to pursue worldly values, popularity, possessions, statuses, and, and, and so on. But if we are not focused as believers, we can also if we are not focused as believers, we can fall into that same rut that the worldly falls into. But Paul live to establish heavenly values and not to be ashamed to preach about Christ at all times. Even if you know a little bit, it's people that don't know anything about the Lord. So give the word. I believe Paul's purpose in Philippians 1 was to speak boldly about Christ and recognize joy in not so good situations. Paul said that dying will be better than living because in death we will be removed from worldly troubles and be face to face with Christ. I mean, that, that, that tells you right there. Paul said, I, all that I'm going through, I'd rather be dead because then I'll be with Jesus. But I have a job to do while I'm here. You see, Paul, he ended the first chapter with it's a privilege to suffer for Christ. I mean, think about that. It's a privilege to suffer for Christ. Think about this. By nature, suffering isn't fun. And it and it wasn't for him, I'm sure. But the Holy Spirit is a comforter. Now, he was full of it. And, and you look at situations differently when Jesus is the center of your life. You see, he used suffering to build his character. Because. Suffering does not mean that, you know, I'm saying that we do something wrong. I mean, like I said, look at Job, but it's building the kingdom. It's building kingdom strength because we are sheep among wolves and we have to show Christ to everybody in every situation. So there may be people. There may be people that. You know, maybe in the same situation as us or, you know, in, in a better situation. But if I'm content and have joy in that situation, they won't understand. It. And they might say, you know, how, how are you having joy? How is that? And Paul was the perfect example of being joyful in all situations. And he looked at he looked at it like 
I'm in chains, yet I'm free. And the Roman guards and, you know what I'm saying? The Roman guards and, and the believers did not, and unbelievers did not understand what he was saying. But once he gave them Christ and they accepted it, the Holy Spirit will take over. It took over. I'm sure he did because I'm sure he saved so many souls while he was in prison all those times. But the Holy Spirit will take over and work from the inside out. So I want you, I want to, uh, to say, look at Paul, read through Philippians and just really look at Paul in chapter one and look at the world and how we are suffering as humans. But recognize that with the Holy Spirit, there is help. And, and, and help is one desperate call away. All we have to do is say the name Jesus. Jesus save me jesus i need you jesus i believe in you and he will show up and be there he will give you that holy spirit no it's not going to be just a a switch that's turned on and everything is better but you have the comforter within you helping you through situations having you look at stuff differently having you read god's word and say okay well jesus went through this paul went through this peter went through this the disciples went through this they were all men. I'm a man or woman as well. I can go through this because they went through it. I have the same comforter. I have the same spirit. I have the same belief as they did. So I can go through it just as they did. And that's one thing we need to look at. We need to find joy in suffering because this is only this is a temporarily world. This isn't forever. This is a a millisecond of eternity. If God gives us 115 years, 120 years, it's still a millisecond of eternity. And that's something that we need to think about. That even though this is all we know, we read and we understand that this is nothing compared to what heaven will be like. So we all need to lift each other up, help each other, be compassionate for each other. Um, give the word of God. There's people that really need the word of God. There, we, we see so much mental health. We see so much suicide, threats of suicide, all of this stuff. And all we got to do is give the word of God and take somebody under our wing and mentor them and teach them the word. Love on them. I mean, somebody just may need a God bless you today. God loves you today. A conversation started with them. That's all it may take and the Holy Spirit will take over. So let's give the word of God like how Paul did it, how the disciples did it, and how Jesus instructed us to do it. Go out into all nations and make disciples. So read through 1 Corinthians and stay tuned for chapter 2 of Philippians. And I'll break that down as well. Also on joy. All right. Talk to you later.